This episode is brought to you in part by Harvest House Publishers and the new book, The Good Gift of Weakness. Discover how human weakness not only allows God's strength to shine, but it was all by His design. The Good Gift of Weakness is now available wherever books are sold. You're listening to episode 21. You have questions, I have answers. Of the In Between podcast, where you'll hear conversations on marriage, parenting, faith, and everything in between. My name is Daniel M. And I'm Christina M. Today, we're going to be talking about the importance of continuing to ask good questions. Yeah. I see that you put an emphasis on the word continuing. Well, yes, because when you're dating, obviously there's going to be a lot of questions. Oh, so many. There's so many. You want to get to know the person as fast and quickly and as deep as you can. Yeah. And when you're not talking, so it's good <laughs> to have questions. And yes. And to, good to continue to talk. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and to really see if you're compatible and if you want to spend the rest of your life with this person. Right. Uh, during engagement, the questions may not be as surfacey. There are a lot of questions that you need to work through, like like your medical history. And I mean, it could be Finances as Finances. Yeah. Are you coming in with debt? So there's a lot of that stuff, but also deeper, relational things. Heavy, gritty questions, right? Precisely, mm-hmm. which is why we highly recommend premarital counseling. And this is really going to help you really, I guess, smoothly intertwine the lives together, your lives together. <laughs> I like the word smoothly, but I mean, hopefully a lot of times I think there's a lot of bumps along the way. Oh yeah. <laughs> and when you get married, you, especially when the kids are running around or and, needy and or you're just sleeping. so tired. Exactly. Yeah. It's just hard to keep up with that question asking, especially when you think you know each other. But the fact is, as we grow and as the days, the months, the years go on, we're not the same people we were when we got married. Yes. We continue to change. So that's why it's important to continue to ask good questions. That's great. I love that point about how we continue to change and we don't want to grow apart. Yeah. Right? We want to stay on the same path and the same track and towards the same goals or at least being able to encourage one another in our in our goals in our life. So that's great. Precisely. Now, before we go into the questions and we'll be if you're dating, we'll give you a list of uh, maybe about five or so questions that you can talk about during the next date or the next few dates. Same with if you're engaged, we'll give you some good questions too, as well as if you're married. So we hope you um, have paper that you can write this down on. If not, if you're driving, jogging, or, or going about, you can just go to inbetween.org slash episode 21 and we'll have all those questions there for you. But before we do that, we would love to read a review that came in on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. This is from Grace.V, refreshing in this season, five stars. Probably one of the most refreshing podcasts I'm listening to at the moment. I'm engaged, about to be married, and wanting to start yes, <laughs> a family in the future. The Ims do a good job of shedding light into the journey of marriage and parenting in such a way where there's permission to fail, learn, and simply have fun. I haven't laughed this much listening to podcasts in a while. Thanks for sharing and allowing us to listen into your lives. Oh, I love how she feels like we've given her the permission to fail. Yeah. 
because because we fail. <laughs> yeah, we fail. You're gonna fail. There's gonna be a lot of failure, but yeah. it's and how you respond to it. A lot of wins too. Yes, right? yes, yes, definitely. Let's say that too. <laughs> well, thanks, Grace, for sending that in. If you send us an email in between podcast at gmail.com, we will give you a copy of Art Rainer's book, The Marriage Challenge. Yeah, so grace.v, I hope you're listening still and being able to email us because we have a book waiting for you. Congratulations. (laughs) Now, if you haven't listened to the interview that we did with him on episode 17, be sure to do that. But that book is a a fantastic resource. Um, Especially for those who are getting engaged too. I think there's some great questions in mm -hmm. there. And if you haven't yet reviewed on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, be sure to do so because we'll be doing giveaways like this here and there as well. And and we read every single one of them and and they're super, super helpful. So if you're enjoying the podcast, please do us a favor and leave us a rating and review. Awesome. All right. Well, going to, I guess, the idea of this episode and we're constantly, when we were planning out this podcast, we had a list of a ton of topics that we just kind of wanted to, to talk through. And I don't know what it was, but I think one time while we were recording or after we recorded, we were like, oh, remember that book, that 101 question book that we went through when we were mm-hmm. dating? And I'm glad we saved it. And we moved, I guess we moved it from Ottawa to Montreal to it's been Korea moved probably five to, or six yeah, times. Edmonton to here, yeah. So you and, know it's a good book when you hold on to it. Yeah, and it wasn't in our upstairs collection of books that's in a closet here that I don't plan on referencing and I don't want to throw away yet. <laughs> but it was in my office, actually. Yes. And it's the and we'll put this in the show notes, but it's 101 questions to ask before you get engaged by H. Norman Wright. Yes. And I know it says before you get engaged. So obviously, I guess it's for people who are dating. However, we looked through the questions again and we were saying, first of all, I think we only got to question 88. (laughs) Yeah, there was a bookmark right there. I was like, oh, (laughs) that says 2005. Yeah. What questions did we miss? (laughs) And then we're looking later like, man, I wish we had actually asked each other those questions because I think it would have solved a few issues. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So anyway, pick up the book. It's awesome. Um, it'll be in the show notes, but also I, I don't want to say it's for people who are just thinking about getting engaged because we're reading these questions again or like, oh yeah, these are so legit for people who are engaged already, preparing for marriage or who've been married for a year, five years, 10 years, 50 years. Yeah. So what we wanted to do was to share some of them with you. We kind of grouped them into the categories of dating, engagement, and then married because we need to, as we mentioned at the top of the podcast, continue to ask good questions. Mm -hmm. So let's get right into it. And Christina, why don't you kick us off with the dating questions? So a fun one that Daniel and I used to do, and this is just sort of a little gamify it, is that we would pretend that we were on a game show. Do you remember this? Like <laughs> yeah, the one where I the um, game show host asks a question and then you have to write down the is this answer. Like family feud or no, I don't remember what it yeah. is, but you write down the answer to your question mm. and then the the other your partner or whatever would answer the question like you would answer. Yeah, 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 and yeah. so it'd be like, what is Daniel's favorite chocolate bar? So Daniel would write down yeah, his what favorite, is chocolate my favorite chocolate bar. Snickers? What? <laughs> what do you mean? It's not. <laughs> it's totally not Snickers. Wait, Come what on. is it? Yeah. Okay, you okay. got caramel. Caramel is in there, which I do like. 
but Snickers is not my favorite no, chocolate bar. No, what's the one? Oh, Twix. Yes. That's what I mean. Yes. <laughs> Whoa, Christina. I'm glad we're doing this right now. Because well, I guess if we, we have ever to play go that on a game. game. Show, yeah. We got it. Well, I know your chocolate bar. What is it? I know it? your favorite chocolate bar. Go ahead. Bounty. Because no. it has coconut in it. No, it's changed. Oh, it's changed. Almond Joy. Oh yeah. Uh oh. That's why we have some almond joy in the That's in the right. in the cabinet over there. Put it off sugar, so I'm saving it for June first. But anyway, so yeah. obviously we have to play this game again. But that's what we used to do, and yeah. so we would just you know for fun sort of lighthearted okay like mm-hmm. what's your what's your favorite color or what's your favorite car or whatnot so i thought that was really cute and we used to do that and apparently we need to start doing that again because <laughs> we will lose miserably yeah and those are and and i don't know if other people do this but uh, those are kind of the questions that we tend to naturally ask each other when you're dating Mm-hmm. Right, it's like, what's your favorite color? I mean, yeah, I mean, <gasps> mine too. We're like soulmates. <laughs> yeah, where do you want to do this? Or you know, so you, so you kind of get to those surfacey things. But the but the book really does outline a lot of great questions. Like here, here's one of them: What is your greatest fear or concern about being married? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you probably don't want to ask this. Not on the on first, first date. date. No. No, because you probably won't have a second date. <laughs> My greatest fear is being single my whole life. Oh, yeah, my greatest okay. fear is being in this situation where you're asking about marriage and uh, we've only been dating a couple weeks. Oh, <laughs> uh, awkward. Yes. So let's say you're further along and, and you've talked about marriage, you've talked about the idea of it. That would be a great question to ask to take things a little bit deeper, right? Over dinner or probably not text. <laughs> No. Otherwise, you're going to have a lot text. of emojis. Yes. No. No. Let's say right now, these questions are not for texting. Yes. And I would say not for emailing either mm-hmm. because a lot of these questions, since they're so deep comparatively to like what's your favorite chocolate bar, that you need to see the person's reaction and you need to see the person's body language because that says a lot too. Yeah. Now, especially if you've talked about marriage and marriage, the idea of marriage, and you're kind of moving toward that. So, for example, two of uh, the interns that were on my team. Mm-hmm. At, so two years ago, she's getting married, I think last week or, or sometime this, this summer. Last year's intern, she's getting married this summer as well. So it's just kind of the season you're graduating, both of them graduating from college mm-hmm. and getting married. It's kind of that time of life so that's kind of what you're moving toward that's a great question because then you can see how much they've actually thought about marriage yes and what's their future plans Mm -hmm. yeah i'm sure some people might even not want to be married they're just kind of in it for companionship or whatnot and that's good to know if your heart is set out to be married and they don't want to that is a big red flag yeah and it's a good question to ask when you're dating <laughs> right yeah rather than after marriage wait why did you do this again oh okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right the next question that we thought was good um for those who are dating are what are five reasons a person would want to spend the rest of their life with you and three reasons they wouldn't? Yeah, that's pretty, I, I mean, I mean, you it can gets, only probably fudge a little bit of that, right? For sure. And, and, it, and it gets to the point of self-awareness as well. Completely. And how honest do you want to be? Yeah. 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 If you're like your five reasons are like, oh, uh, or what are your three reasons they wouldn't want to marry me? I'm too 
too smart. Yeah. I'm too beautiful. Like, oh, yeah. uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. What are, what are those bicep jokes? It's like right here and right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do reasons. <laughs> and that's probably another reason maybe you don't want to get married. <laughs> True. If that's all they have. Is, yeah. Yeah. Precisely. Now, the third one is what have you learned from your previous relationships that'll make you a better partner for someone at this time? What I love about this question is the self-reflective nature of it, mm-hmm. because in a lot of times, the past is the best predictor for the future. Correct. And if you've been through relationship after relationship after relationship, and a lot of them have ended, then who's to say it's not going to end in the same way with your current relationship mm-hmm. if you haven't learned from that? That's right. Right. Now, the caveat is the past is the best predictor for the future unless there's conscious change, active change, intentional change that, that you kind of see movement toward and, and, and out of that. Right. But but if there isn't and self-reflection is a huge part of that change or process, it's always the other person's fault yeah. and you never take any responsibility. Huge. Yes, that's a yellow flag. All right. The next question that we thought was awesome uh, was what qualities do you see in your parents that you expect to see in your future spouse? I love that because a lot of times, and especially it depends, I guess, on how independent you are. Mm -hmm. And obviously on the relationship that you had with your parents, whether that was positive or negative, whether they were kind of helicoptering over you or they were absent because of work or other situations or, Mm -hmm. or, or death or, you know, there's just a lot of stuff up there and out there when it comes to marriage, the way that you see your parents interact, the way that you, whether you had both at home or not, Mm -hmm. a lot of that does. And, and their personalities and how they related with one another has a lot to do and with, with your perception of marriage and what a marriage looks like what a healthy marriage looks like and what and what and what a unhealthy one does completely and i like how at least in my interpretation of this question that it is still on a positive note so let's say you didn't have the best relationships with your parents or you saw they didn't have the greatest strongest relationship that you want to emulate but there's still like you're trying to still look for that silver lining of like mm-hmm. okay so maybe it wasn't the greatest but what did they do that was right and being able to say that. And then I would say, honestly, if the person, uh, you know, the person you're dating has no idea, can't say anything good about them, then maybe ask them a slightly different question. Like, okay, I understand that. But uh, who in your life uh, that is married that you say, hey, that is a good relationship that I want my marriage to emulate? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely, because it may not be a parent, but it may be an uncle, an aunt, a teacher, a couple from church, yeah, a pastor, someone else. So that's a you. You want to learn because when you get married, what what's that saying? You don't just marry the person; you marry their family, their friends, mm-hmm, and there a lot community. of that network. Yeah, right. precisely. Now, I love this last question because when you are single you'll never have as much time in your life <laughs> as you right? do, as you do when you're, season, yeah exactly right? exactly so the this question i love because it really gets into your view of personal time and what your expectations are on mm-hmm. what that would look like after getting married and and this is the question how much do you value personal time 
time to yourself to reflect, study, or recreate. Because I know when we got married, I don't know what it was. I don't think we believe that we should have independent time. <laughs> no, maybe <laughs> we were just beginning. pretty needy of each other, <laughs> yeah. right? Like we always wanted to do every single thing together. Yeah, completely. And then eventually we realized, well, actually it's healthy and it's, and it's good. And I think part of it had to do with the fact that we were long distance. Correct. And yeah, it just was just wanted to, we really did cherish that time together that yeah, we're long finally distance able staying. to. Mm-hmm. Right. And then also, I think we've talked about in other podcasts, but just being able to see how uh, the dating relationship works if you're both introverts or both extroverts, or, you know, one is an introvert, one is an extrovert, to see how um, your your cup is filled that way. Precisely. Now, the next category of questions we wanted to get into was engagement. And the first question here is uh, when a person marries, they sever the cord of dependency on and allegiance to their parents. Okay, so two things. They sever Mm -hmm. the cord of dependency on their parents, like money and rent and being on their Verizon cell phone family plan. (laughs) Or paying the insurance of the car. Exactly. Health plans. So there's that dependency that you need to sever. Mm -hmm. And also allegiance to your parents where you say, well, you know, he's my dad or or she's my mom and that's what they think we should do. So that's what I'm going to do because Mm -hmm. of my love for them and my respect. respect. I don't want to hurt their feelings. Yeah. So it's not to say that after you get married, those things, you know, you can't depend on your parents for anything because we love it when our parents treat us to a meal or help us out you know in so so many so many of the ways that our parents help us out Mm -hmm. so it's not that you don't receive help but it's different yes uh same with allegiance so here's the question when a person marries they often and they should sever the cord of dependency on an allegiance to their parents so if you marry or if we marry Mm -hmm. which of these will be the most difficult to sever and why i think this is a a wonderful question, um, especially I think in terms of culture. There are, I know, a, a few different cultures that speak specifically as being Asians, where there is a high respect for your parents, which is nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. How so? But at the same time, um, I do feel like it would be a little bit more challenging than with the allegiance to your parents because. Sometimes with that culture, it's like what my parents say is really what I should do. If I don't obey, then I am disrespecting them. Yeah. I mean, that personally, as Asians, has been one of those things that we've had to work through and wrestle Mm -hmm. because it's such a respect culture. Yes, it is. And just because you get married, it doesn't mean you respect your parents any less. Mm -hmm. So how do you show that in a different way while also establishing healthy boundaries? Completely. And establishing a separate family because as husband and wife, we are a separate family. Mm -hmm. And also add on to the fact that we are Asian Canadians, you know, or Asian Americans or however Mm -hmm. you want to put it. Uh, You know, we grew up in the West where there's a huge emphasis on individualism. So we have that side, but we also have the collectivist culture in our background as well. So it's one of those things where we have some Asian Canadian, Asian American friends and other uh, who who they're still very attached mm-hmm. to their parents, yeah, in both sides. And for us, it's like, okay, how do we still connect over that and and through that in light of who we are? 
Mm-hmm. And in light of health, establishing that healthy, those healthy boundaries and that healthy marriage. Completely. And I think also um, if there is like um, one person is, let's say one person is Asian, one person is not, and they don't necessarily understand the differences in the um, respect to the parents and sort of the like the culture norms. Mm hmm then I think this is a great opportunity to discuss like, well, this is how it is in the past or this is how my culture does it. Um, This is how your culture does it. doesn't mean that we have to do it that way, but we need to decide what is best for our family. And also I think you really need God's guidance in that of like, okay, how can we, how can we do this to still show our respect and our love to our parents? We don't want to cut them off. But at the same time, like saying that we are our own family. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So the next question is, what are the questions about me you've always wanted to ask, but never have? (laughs) What I like about this is, you know, especially because this is during the engagement time, you've hopefully worked through the questions that we just asked during dating plus more. And when it gets to engagement, sometimes you get so... I guess, consumed with the wedding and Mm -hmm. getting everything in order that you just assume, yeah, of course we know each other. Of course everything is okay. And I mean, we've already worked through all of these questions and we're good to go. Mm -hmm. But this is one of those questions where you can ask and it's like, hey, actually, I I think we've, I think I know most of who you are and and all this, but let's, let's kind of sit down and, and have a, have a have a shared all kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Where it was like, okay, full permission. What questions have you always wanted to ask, but you just never have? Mm-hmm. You want to get that out of the way during engagement. Yes. <laughs> Not after the marriage. Completely. The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babyland, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. And uh, we're going to talk about these uh, a little bit about this in future episodes when we interview um, Dr. Simon Shea. Mm -hmm. But I think a great question would be, and it can be a really awkward one and really nerve wracking one, but I think a great question would be like, what are your thoughts on porn? Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts about porn in the bedroom, um, in our house, like so on and so forth? Yeah, because it's such a rampant epidemic, I guess. Yes. And you look at the stats, I mean, even to the point where there's a lot of teenagers who think it's, I mean, it's, 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 you know, they've normalized watching pornography and they think it's so okay that, Mm -hmm. that it's, I mean, it's just so trivial right now what the research says. So, I mean, to to ask one another these questions is going to be huge before you get married. Completely. Now, the next one is what are five adjectives you would select to describe your relationship with your father? And also, what are five adjectives you would use to describe your relationship with your mother? 
Mm-hmm. So now this is not asking what the other person thinks of your mom and your dad. <laughs> yeah, let's get that straight. <laughs> yeah. Now that would be a good question too. That's true. Yeah, probably Don't not. Don't do that with, in front of your parents. No, no, not at all. <laughs> but this is how, so so for me, what adjectives would I use to describe my mom? Mm-hmm. Right? My mom is incredibly responsible. Yes, completely. Right? Super, and, and she is very loving and she gives via serving and she shows her love via cooking and mm-hmm. and and being there and praying for us right so that those are the kind of things that i would share with you and yes right and for my dad i would say well my dad is um he is he is generous yet also gentle mm-hmm. that's a perfect description yeah yeah and i would say um in those things so i'm hearing let's say daniel and i are are engaged and i'm hearing that I think also a natural follow-up question would be, okay, I see that you say that about your mom. Um, Are those qualities important to you? That Obviously, that's the way that she has shown that Mm -hmm. she loves you. So are those qualities important to you? And that's how you receive love. Like, maybe I have those qualities. And so that is a natural way I can show you how I love you. But maybe I don't. Like, what if I'm a horrible cooker? Yeah. And you and you love food and you and you feel appreciated and served through food. Like, what does that mean for me? Does that mean I'm off the table? Like, are you cutting the cord or does it mean that, you know, we we take cooking classes Mm -hmm. or that maybe you do the cooking and I serve you somewhere else or somehow I help out with the family? So I think those are great follow up questions. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you're married. And I, I mean, obviously, the, the temptation is just to coast. The temptation is just to let life be life and kind of just let it roll. Yeah, really. I don't know if it's necessarily coasting because I think you're always feel like you're running at top speed many times, right? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so here's here's a question. This is, this is a great one. When when you're sick. And these are questions, obviously you can ask these questions if you're dating or engaged. Right. And also if you're married, you can ask the dating and engaged ones as well. Completely. So all these questions are just, we, we what, are, what are these? Like we're going to give you 15, 20 questions mm-hmm. and it'll all be in the show notes in between.org slash episode 21 that you can write down and have for your upcoming dates. Mm-hmm. But just these ones, out. yeah, yeah, definitely. But here are a few that kind of popped out to us and, and we're like, you know, this is going to be good. Even if you asked it during dating and engagement, this is going to be great for marriage. Mm-hmm. So here's the first one. When you are sick, how do you want others to respond to you? <laughs> when a significant person in your life is sick, how do you respond? <laughs> so this story is for my mom because she like she listens to the podcast. She tells everybody the podcast. She's like our number one fan. It's so cute. Thanks, mom. Um, but she specifically told me, she's like, Christina, you have to share this story one day on your podcast because this just means the world to her. So as you know, Dean and I dated long distance and I used to be really, really sick, like all the time. If I would get stressed out, you know, I would be have um, strep throat, like maybe seven times a year, eight times a year. And it was just one of those things my parents were really concerned about. At the time, we didn't get my tonsils out. So, and we didn't really know what was going on. So she was always concerned for my health and making sure like I wasn't, you know, burning out or doing too much. Anyway, so Daniel had come down to visit. Um, I think it was the first time that my parents had actually met you. And we were, you know, just going out and having fun, but not sleeping enough and all that. And I got sick and I got strep throat. 
So I was out of commission and all of that. And uh, my mom remembers like walking by my room and I'm in bed sleeping. And there Daniel is sitting on the floor holding my hand and like praying for me mm. and like wanted, didn't want to leave my side. He just wanted to be with me and take care of me. And that's when my mom was like, yeah, he's totally the one. Like he's going to take care of my like fragile fragile child or whatnot. <laughs> you know he's not gonna abandon her and be like whatever i'm gonna go play video games and she's sick mm. so to to her that meant a lot um obviously things have changed well thankfully my health is a lot better praise yeah. god mm-hmm. But obviously things have changed too, just in terms of, you know, Daniel cannot hold my hand while I'm sick the whole time because there are three other kids <laughs> who will wreck the house if yeah. he's just upstairs holding my hand, like, you know, waiting on me. Mm-hmm. So those expectations have changed, right? So it's and like... how we respond to that changes yes, as well. So, yeah. so to be able to actually ask the other person, because you can get kind of into a good, into a rhythm. Mm-hmm. So part of it is... Do you like the rhythm that we're in right now? So, for example, if you are sick, then if I have a morning meeting or this, if I have to go into the office mm-hmm. and you're sick, I'll try to push the earliest one so that I could at least drive the kids to school. Mm-hmm. And Makarios will just turn, I'll just turn, I'll just give him the iPad. Yeah. And give him and like Cheerios or something yeah, to eat. So that you can keep on sleeping. Right. But then I'll have to go to work. Mm-hmm. If I don't have to go into the office, then even better, I'll stay home and I'll help out where I can help out. Completely. So part of it is that's just kind of what is right now and what has happened. So to mm-hmm. be able to actually ask each other, okay, do you like that? Is there anything that you want me to change? Yeah. Do you feel loved? Do you feel appreciated? Do you or- feel respected even when you're sick? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think also, you know, the whole like, um, I think it's a running joke especially amongst female friends, like, you know, I gave birth to a seven pound child and yet my husband cannot even, you know, uh, survive like a man cold or whatnot. He's Mm -hmm. has to stay in bed and and beg for, you know, everything and ring a bell or whatnot. (laughs) So, you know, so I think those are stereotypes of, of men can't handle whatever. And, but I really think if you're, if that's the way you're thinking about your husband, like, I think that comes from not a place of love and not a place of, um, wanting to serve your husband and wanting to, you know, take care of him. So you may feel like that. And I think those are some good questions to ask yourself. Like, why do I feel like that? Like, why do I feel agitated when he gets sick? Like, is he, am I, is he not allowed to get sick or is it something else? And then talking to your husband, like, you know, when I'm sick, you kind of expect me still to do everything. Like I have to cook dinner and I have to take care of the kids. So, but when you get sick, like, why, why don't you have to cook dinner? Why mm-hmm, don't you have to take mm-hmm. care of the kids and be able to have an honest conversation about that? Definitely. Definitely. The next one is when do you feel most loved by me? And also when do you feel most respected by me? Mm-hmm. Because once again, you can kind of, you can kind of just get into the rhythm of things and be like, well, I feel loved this way, but to be able to actually ask the other person to say, Hey, when do you feel most loved by me? When do you feel most respected by me? Can be a great conversation and, and can kind of really be a great connector with one another. Completely. Um, the next question that we thought was really interesting was, in your opinion, what is the one thing we've argued about the most in the past 90 days? 
Yeah, this is, and and if you missed our episode on conflict, mm-hmm. that's going to be a great one to go back and listen to. That's because, episode 19. Yeah, because honestly, there's conflict is natural and it's always going to happen. That's but right. if it's, if the same thing is coming up over, over a period of 90 days, mm-hmm. over and over and over again, yes, you might need counseling, but first and foremost, you might just need to talk about it and yes. be honest with each other. Mm-hmm. And get those feelings out or get those, you know, um, those quiet thoughts or the, the things that you whisper under your breath. Maybe you just need to, to get those out and, and talk about that more. Yeah. Yeah. I like this one. How can I better show my appreciation to you? See, th- this is the question. <laughs> when I read it, I was like, oh, man, we should have talked about that more <laughs> a little bit. Um, because that was probably like question 98 or something like that that we never got to. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. And I yeah. think, or maybe, you know what, sometimes you don't even know. Like, you're so starry-eyed when you're dating or engaged that, you know, you haven't really, really lived day in and day out with each other um, every single moment. And so it's just one of those, You maybe you didn't get to it. But I think this has been, at least probably in our first five years of marriage, Uh, one of my main things that I would fight about with you, like I think it would come up every 90 days or whatnot. And that was that I didn't feel listened to. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that you were like, I'm talking and you're not responding or you're not, you know, respecting me that way. But I felt like I would say something and you would have something in your mind already. And you would like discount what I would say and be like, well, we're going to do it this way anyways. And I was like, well, no, like I really think we should do it this way. We're not, you're like, Oh, okay, okay. And then you would kind of do it your own way. Yeah. And then I would be like, I told you so. Or I, no, I wouldn't say it so quietly. I'd be like, why didn't you listen to me? Yeah. And to be fair, obviously I was slow and a lot of that was my mistake. No, 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 I get it because we've had a lot of conversations. And if you remember listening to the conflict episode, a lot of late nights trying to not let the sun go down. Well, the sun was already down, but not letting it come back up again <laughs> while we were, we're still, still angry. angry. So yes, there, I could have, and I still make that mistake. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be better, but I think no, you're so much better, but I, but I think part of it was you didn't speak up and up enough about it before you got angry. Yeah. And I've learned to be a lot more vocal about my thoughts and sort of not have to put my foot down. I hate saying it like that, but just be a little bit more strong, I guess, in my opinions, that it wasn't just like a fleeting thought. It was actually, I've been thinking about this for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so, but the deeper issue, and that's what it was getting to was, it's not that I just didn't feel listened to. It's that I didn't feel like my voice was appreciated. Like I wasn't appreciated in the terms of like a marriage together that Mm -hmm. we are together that um yes i am called to follow you and whatnot but it's not that i'm discounted yeah so yeah and for me part of it is you might say something you might do something you might be cooking a great meal Mm -hmm. or taking care of the kids or letting me read a book or you know Mm -hmm. whatever whatever it is that happens but one thing that I've had to really communicate to you is how much I value, I guess, intonation. Yes. <laughs> or the tone in which something is said. Mm-hmm. Because in my family growing up, 
once again, I just really avoided conflict. And mm-hmm. anytime I heard conflict, and even when our daughters are yelling at each other or you know, saying things to her, I mean, their tones, the way they it say things, you, it right? really does. And it yeah. just makes me so upset. Completely. And I'll find myself yelling when I have nothing to yell about. Other it's than not the even fact about that, you. <laughs> no, other than the fact that they're disrespecting each other. Completely. So I'm super sensitive. I don't know if that's because of that or because I had three older sisters. I don't really know, but I'm super sensitive to that. And I mm-hmm. think the way that, that that's something that we've had to talk about over over the months and over the years. Completely. So another good question to ask would be, what are three of the most vivid memories you can recall from birth to age 18? So mm-hmm. Daniel, I feel like you shared a little bit about that as well. I mean, I'm sure you have lots of memories about growing up uh, in a family with three older sisters, <laughs> some really funny ones, some like, oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's interesting, even tonight, before going to bed, our daughters were kind of there. You know, they're, we love them and they're Thank so you. sweet, but they're, they share a room and they're a year and a half apart mm-hmm. and sometimes they and can grade on older. each other. They yes, are. Completely. So one of our daughters was like, oh, why do I feel so emotional these days? <laughs> why do I feel she's, so- had a f- she's had a few hard days. Yes, sure. <laughs> she has. And then after that, we kind of talked about it. We prayed for them. And then the other daughter was like, aha, daddy has fish swimming in him. (laughs) (laughs) Because we had, you had the... The sex talk. The sex talk, yeah. The beginnings of many sex talks, which we'll talk about in a different episode. But yes, they're understanding the anatomy and the differences between male and female bodies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know why I'm talking about this right now, but for, I guess maybe it's a vivid memory. Maybe not from when I was birth to age 18, but I know I'm going to remember what she said today. (laughs) I'm sure we'll laugh about it in the future with her. Yeah. The the next one is what are the areas of your love life? Not love. I guess (laughs) love could be right as well. But what are the areas of your life you must control and those areas in your life you would like to control? Oh, that's a good one. Mm. I think that's a really good one for um, being engaged as well and be dating. Yes. Yeah. Because you don't want someone who like needs to control everything. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, that that has some stuff that you need to work through. Yeah. For sure. and, and you need to be aware of what place are they in birth order, mm-hmm. if they have siblings or if they're the oldest child, youngest, middle or if they're only child. I mean, all that stuff is going to play into yeah, some of that. History, event. even addictions. Yeah. That stuff. Those are good questions. Precisely. And we just have two more. Uh, what about your partner makes you proud of them? Oh, I like that. <laughs> That's a little bit more of a happy question. Yes. <laughs> happy um, during talking and happy after. Because <laughs> you're married, right? <laughs> yep, that's right. And then uh, the last question, uh, which was a good one, we thought was, what are some of the biggest fears in your life? Mm. Now, this is something that I think more than ever, mm-hmm. like more than ever, we just need to, I mean, it seems like these 100-year floods or these, you know, 200-year whatevers. The volcano things, yeah. that doesn't erupt for centuries. Yeah, like all, it just seems the like a lot of these things yeah, precisely are happening over and over again. Yeah. And, and just this year, the number of shootings, the number of Ugh. school shootings. It's just heartbreaking. It I can't really even. is. Yeah. And also, I think 
that we live in a culture where we're so connected via social media and like Facebook, Twitter and stuff um, that we hear about everything, not everything, but a lot of the major things that are happening around the world, we're Mm -hmm. hearing about it. um, And sometimes really from like a one-sided story. And I feel like we live that where when we were in South Korea and they're still at war with North Korea, there would be things that my parents here were hearing on the news and then would call us and be like, you need to come home. You are going to die. I'm like, what? And they're like, this is blah, 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 blah. The whole news is saying this. And we didn't feel an ounce of that. Like, obviously, you know, we were smart about that and just, you know, obeying, like, if you hear sirens, you need to do this or whatnot. But there was no sense of emergency. Um, And I'm not downplaying what happens in the world, not at all. But I'm just saying that sometimes there's two sides and a lot of times we get the, the fear side of that. Yeah, and what you are afraid of speaks a lot about what you care for what you value what you love what you love who you love yeah mm-hmm. so if so so by asking this question to one another uh and not only what uh who you love but what you love and and and, and all that kind of what's mm-hmm. top of mind so mm-hmm. this is gonna be a great question that you can ask one another to just see what's going on in the other person's heart yes right so if they're afraid they're like well you know what our company just got bought out mm-hmm and they're doing a reorg and I'm afraid that I'm going to lose my job. Yes. Or maybe the it's like it's it's environmental, right? And it's like I grew up in Vancouver and mm-hmm. earthquakes was just kind of one of those things that you inevitably you inevitably got desensitized to, but anyone mm-hmm. from outside of Vancouver always kind of associated that, you know, the the fault lines and and what what about, and even Mm -hmm. where we live now when tornadoes happen, right? Mm -hmm. And first time ever, we're living in a place where tornadoes are happening. We've never had to have a tornado shelter or a plan in place. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these things kind of talk, it might even go go to reveal an idol in your life, Mm -hmm. something that's kind of unhealthily taken obsession over your heart. Completely. And for me, um, I mean, this question was so easy for me to answer because it's really, I feel like, something that God has been continually working on my heart. Mm. So for me, it's um, the fear that I cannot control what happens to my kids, especially um, with all the school shootings and kind of all of that. Um, I remember it was a, a shooting that happened and they were, it was just, you know, news. I listened to the um broadcast of the radio news that happens and it was during car line and this they were interviewing a mom of um their her daughter was shot and i'm listening in car line and i'm turning it down because i don't want my kids to hear it and my girls are like what what happened i'm like you know babies uh, like we this is not something we can talk about right now just because you're about to go to school but I love you, I love you, I love you. And I said it like a hundred times yeah. and I was like crying as like they were, you know, shutting the, oh. the the van door and I was like praying for them. I'm like, you know, God, um, ultimately they are your children. Um, mm. They are on loan to us, like on earth, but ultimately you're their heavenly father. Um, so yeah, they're yours. Yeah. But it's hard. It is. Like it's really, really hard to have to to have to make those decisions to you know like um to to let them walk across the street like that stuff like you yeah. realize like you know what our 
are the children like my idol kind of mm-hmm. thing? Like I want so bad to protect them, but mm-hmm. why is that? Is that because I don't trust God enough to protect mm-hmm. them? That I don't trust God enough to have like the best plan for them? So yeah, I yeah, think that so was that's that's why questions. this question is so uh, it's such a good one, mm-hmm. and it's and it's a good one for us to leave on. Uh, leave off I guess end the episode yes. with because it's it's one of those ones where it could really lead you to pray for one another and, and comfort one another and talk with one another and and in, in light of this we all have fears in our lives we do and I just love what it says what Jesus says here in Matthew chapter 11 come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest we all have burdens, we all have fears, we all have baggage. Yet we Jesus do. says, hey, come to me, take up my yoke and learn from me because I'm lowly and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Mm-hmm. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I just want to encourage you, we just want to encourage you with whatever fears that you might be facing mm-hmm. for you to consider giving them up, giving them up to Jesus mm-hmm. because he wants to help you he wants to relieve that for you and and we really believe that he's the only one that that can completely so thanks again for listening in we do hope that this uh, episode has been encouraging and you're going to be able to have lots of great conversations with one another you can once again get all the questions at inbetween.org slash episode 21 and if you're on social media twitter instagram facebook just look us up at inbetween show we'd love to connect with you And on the next episode, episode 22, we'll be interviewing Dr. Simon Shea. He's a friend of ours, and he's also a a marriage and family counselor. And he'll be talking to us about how to talk to your kids about sex and porn. Mm, It's going to be a great episode.